بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي أحصى كل شيء عددا ورفع بعض خلقه على بعض فكانوا طرائق قددا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له لم يتخذ صاحبة ولا ولدا ولم يكن له شريك في الملك ولا يكون أبدا ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه وخليله أكرم به عبدا سيدا وأعظم به حبيبا مؤيدا فما أزكاه أصلا ومحتدا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه صلاة دائمة وسلاما مؤبدا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فلولا أنه كان من المسبحين للبث في بطنه إلى يوم يبعثون وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم من استطاع منكم أن يكون له خبيء من عمل صالح فليفعل أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Honorable scholars, respected brothers and elders, we live in a time and age where depression, anxiety, stress and worry has become the order of the day. In our previous Jumu'ah, we discussed the sickness called GAD, Generalized Anxiety Disorder, where a person is constantly stressed of the future. Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah very beautifully described this dilemma that mankind finds itself in, when he said, سَهِرَتْ عُيُونٌ وَنَامَتْ أَعْيُنُ سَهِرَتْ عُيُونٌ وَنَامَتْ أَعْيُنُ فِي أُمُورٍ تَكُونُ أَوْ لَا تَكُونُ Some people are suffering from insomnia and some just happen to make it to fall asleep. But everyone retiring to bed has the common anxiety of the future. فَدْرَئِ الْهَمَّ عَنْ نَفْسِكَ مَسْتَطَعْتَ فَحِمْلَانُكَ الْهُمُومَ جُنُونُ إِنَّ رَبًّا كَفَاكَ بِالْأَمْسِ مَا كَانَ سَيَكْفِيكَ فِي غَدٍ مَا يَكُونُ So he says that some people just make it to fall off to sleep and others suffer with insomnia and turn and toss and no luck. They say if you're having difficulty in falling off, you must sleep on the edge of the bed, you'll fall off quickly. Do away with this unwanted worry and tension. How foolish life in itself has so many challenges and we take upon additional stress. As if like I don't have enough worries, I'll just invite some more stress to enter my life. Following football is a typical example. And more so if you support United. Sorry about that. I'm in the masjid, I don't follow soccer at all. Allah save us all, Allah help us all. But I like to know who's at the bottom so you can let them have it nicely. <laughs> so he says, It's nothing but insanity that you are inviting additional stress to your life. And then he says, the message of a believer, the spiritual eye of a believer demands from him that he has the following belief. The Allah that took care of me yesterday is more than sufficient to take care of me tomorrow. The Allah that sufficed for me yesterday is more than capable of sufficing for me tomorrow. In our previous Jumu'ah, we discussed the incident of the three people in the cave. 
and how miraculously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed that boulder for them. Now we have boulders, we have impediments, we have obstacles in our life. The Allah that removed the boulder for them is more than capable of removing our obstacles. Our trust must be on Allah. إِنِّي رَأَيْتُكَ جَالِسًا مُسْتَقْبِلِي فَعَلِمْتُ أَنَّكَ لِلْهُمُومِ قَرِينُ هَوِّنْ عَلَيْكَ وَكُنْ بِرَبِّكَ وَاثِقًا فَأَخُذْ تَوَكُّلِ شَأْنُهُ التَّهْوِينُ طَرَحَ الْأَذَى عَنْ نَفْسِهِ فِي رِزْقِهِ لَمَّا تَيَقَّنَ أَنَّهُ مَضْمُونُ The poet said, I seen you sitting in front of me. The very gesture of your face indicated depression. هَوِّنْ عَلَيْكَ Take it easy. وَكُنْ بِرَبِّكَ وَاثِقًا Put your reliance in Allah. Put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one whose trust is in Allah has no worry of the future. Why? Because Allah is sufficient. Now the important message for us, we all have the anxiety, stress and concern of the future. And it might be natural and inherent to the human anatomy. However, it is important for us to understand that we equip ourselves spiritually. One scholar was doing a collection for a noble project, and he said there's a good news and a bad news. The good news is we have sufficient funds to complete the project. The bad news is the money is still in your account. The good news is we have the medium and the tools to fortify ourselves from every difficulty. The bad news is we have not implemented it. Allah has given us the formula, adopt a life of piety, embrace a life of virtue and piety and nobility, abandon a life of vice and sin, Allah will divinely bless us with contentment and happiness and create for us ease from every difficulty. It's the promise of Allah, it's the declaration of the Qur'an. There can be no two opinions about it. Embrace a life of piety and divine intervention from Allah at times of difficulty. Allah will give comfort to the heart. Allah will give solace to the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us beneficial rain insha'Allah. In Delhi there was an incident uh, where there was a drought in a particular time and the people had went out of the city to the outskirts to perform salatul istisqa. They made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They took the females, they took the children from the morning till asr time making dua, no signs of rain. A young boy happened to go past on his conveyance, a young man on his conveyance. He stopped, he said, what have the people converged here for? They said, we've come to perform salatul istisqa, making dua to Allah to bless us with beneficial rain. But unfortunately, there are absolutely no signs of rain. So he said, okay, give me a moment. Let me also make a dua. He went back to his conveyance where his mom was. And he held the garment of his mom. And he said, Allah, I am the fortunate son of this pious woman. Allah, I am the fortunate son of this pious woman. This woman has never seen a strange man in her entire life, nor has a strange man ever seen her. If her chastity holds any status in your eyes, O oh Allah, then bless your bondsman with beneficial rain. 
The narrator says the man hardly completed his dua and we see in the clouds gather and Allah sent beneficial rain. Unfortunately, we don't have those people. Whose garment do I hold on and make dua? Those are the people that attracted divine mercies from Allah. So our solution is to adopt a life of piety and Allah will take care of the future. Then what happens? Allah blesses the pious with divine contentment. Read in the incident of Uhud, in the thick and center of the ferocious battle, Allah sent slumber upon the Sahaba. ثُمَّ أَنزَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ الْغَمِّ أَمَنَةً نُعَاسًا يَغْشَى طَائِفَةً مِنْكُمْ So in the thick of the battle, they had a nice snooze. That is why they say, النُعَاسُ فِي الْقِتَالِ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَالنُعَاسُ فِي الصَّلَاةِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ to fall asleep in the battle, that's divine tranquility from Allah. Now, don't misuse this and say, I fell off to sleep in salah, it's from Allah. No, that's from shaitan. So sleeping in the battle, that's from Allah. And sleeping in your salah, that's from shaitan. So when a person embraces a life of piety, there is divine goodness that comes for him from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every difficulty of his is easened through the divine intervention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we need to do, embrace a life of piety. And the promise of Allah is, Allah will not allow your piety to go unrewarded. Coupled with the reward that's in store in akhirat, in this very world we will see the fruits of our good. Provided we carry it out in the correct manner, with sincerity for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, only to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was a great scholar by the name of Bunan bin Muhammad bin Hamdan bin Sa'id al-Wasiti, al-Ma'roof bil Hammal. He was known as Hammal. Wulida bi Baghdad wa nazala bi Misra. He was born in Baghdad. He studied fiqh and hadith in Baghdad. And he became a great scholar of hadith. And thereafter he settled in Egypt. A very great scholar. And he was in the time of an autocrat, uh, dogmatic ruler by the name of Abu al-Abbas Ahmad ibn Tulun. So he advised this man to obey Allah. And he advised the king, the ruler, to give up a life of vice. But obviously this did not go down very well. This man that we are discussing, Bunan bin Muhammad bin Hamdan uh, bin Sa'id al-Wasiti, was such a pious man, everybody respected him. وَكَانَتْ لَهُ جَلَالَةٌ عِنْدَ الْخَاصِّ وَعِنْدَ الْعَامِ لَا يَقْبَلُ مِنَ الدَّوْلَةِ شَيْءٌ صَحِبَ الْجُنَيْدَ وَغَيْرَهُ He had the good privilege of sitting in the company of Junaid Baghdadi rahimahullah and other pious people as well. He passed away in the year 316 Hijri. A very, very great scholar of Islam. Allama Dhahabi rahmatullah alayhi writes, Shaykh al-Islam is known as Shaykh al-Islam and thereafter he writes, وَمَنْ يُضْرَبُ بِعِبَادَتِهِ الْمَثَلِ he was known for his piety to such an extent, people would say, oh, you're acting pious like Bunan. <laughs> it's Bunan's brother this. So whenever anyone would be pious, oh, it's Bunan's family this. He was known for his piety to that extent. I came across a very profound quotation of his uh, that's relevant to our topic. He said, Mata yaflahu. Mata yaflahu. 
من يسره ما يضره متى يفلح من يسره ما يضره how can you ever gain salvation and happiness when your passion is in something that is spiritually harmful to you so how are you ever going to get contentment when the passion and objective of your life is to carry out an action that's detrimental to your spirituality how is that happiness and satisfaction and contentment from allah going to come when your whole desire is to do something that displeases allah Sheikh Tantawi was asked, uh, what's the most amazing anecdote or quote that you've come across? So he said, I've been reading for, reading for the last 70 years. I've not come across something more profound than that which has been narrated by Ibn al-Jawzi where he said, إِنَّ مَشَقَّةَ الطَّاعَةِ تَذْهَبْ وَيَبْقَى ثَوَابُهَا وَإِنَّ لَذَّةَ الْمَعْصِيَةِ تَذْهَبْ وَيَبْقَى عِقَابُهَا The difficulty that you experience temporarily when obeying Allah will end, but the reward will remain with you forever and you will continue reaping the benefits of that good deed. And on the contrary and on the reverse, the temporary fake pleasure that you experience in the disobedience of Allah will soon dwindle, diminish and be destroyed. But the harm of it will live with you forever. So when a person obeys Allah, the good of that will come his way. Towards the end of the second juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the incident of Talut in Jalut. Very briefly, a Nabi was sent to them by the name of Shamwil or Shamwail alayhi salam. And Talut was then chosen as their ruler to go and fight against Jalut. So they left Baytul Maqdis going towards Amalika. En route, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala communicated them this message to them. Inna Allah mubtalikum binahar. Allah is going to test you. You are going to be in severe thirst. You're going to come across a river with sweet water. But the order of Allah is, ideally you do not drink from it. If you drink, you are allowed to drink only a handful. فَمَنْ شَرِبَ مِنْهُ فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي وَمَنْ لَمْ يَطْعَمْهُ فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي إِلَّا مَنْ اغْتَرَفَ غُرْفَةً بِيَدِهِ You have that much permission to drink, drink that much. Mufti Shafi Sab, Rahmatullah, in Ma'arif Al-Quran, writes something amazing. He says, my humble understanding in the wisdom of this test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as follows. When you're going out now in jihad and you're preparing for something, talk is cheap. There are many to give their opinions. Do this, do that, we with you. When comes the crunch moment and the crunch test, hey boss, sorry man, I never get permission from home. So when comes the crunch moment of the test, so Mufti Shafi Sahib says, my humble understanding is that the wisdom behind this test, Allah wants to sift out those that are insincere. Here's a test, talk is cheap, here's the time. Implement, practice and show. Live what you are preaching. So they came by that well. فَشَرِبُوا مِنْهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِنْهُمْ Besides a few people, everyone went and drank from the water. Now look at the divine assistance of Allah. The narration of Abdullah bin Abbas radiyallahu anhumah says, 
من شرب منه لم يروي Every person that drank from that to his heart's desire, his thirst only increased. And the one that did not drink for it, from it or drank only a handful, divinely Allah quenched his thirst. Now what happens? That pleasurous moment of drinking that water is gone. This thirst has increased and you disobeyed Allah. So that Saturday night will be over. The Friday night will be over. New Year's Eve will be over. The pain of the sin will remain. The depression of the sin will remain. And likewise for a person that's in obedience. Your night in that part of Allah on a Friday night, you were tossing and turning, it was challenging, it was difficult. But Allah will give you that reward and the good of that reward will remain with you. Anyway, this pious person by the name of Bunan, uh, Ibn Tulun instructed, فَأَمَرَ أَنْ يُلْقَى فِي السَّبُعْ He said, take him and throw him in a lion's den and let him meet his end. So he was taken and he was hurled into a lion's den. The narration of Sifatul Safwa. So when he was flung and hurled in the lion's den, a lion came by him, snuffed him and moved away. A second lion came, snuffed him and moved away. Ibn Tulun said this, <laughs> nothing's happening here, so he was removed from the lion's den. When he was removed from the lion's den, Ibn Tulun asked him, what happened to you when that uh, lion was snuffing you? So he said, Kuntu ufakkiru fi su'ri sibari wa I was contemplating over the difference of opinion amongst the scholars, whether the saliva and the leftover water of these animals is park or not. Kuntu ufakkiru fi su'ri sibari wa So this scholar says, this, this is his proof. This scholar says that, that it is proof. Look at the contentment Allah gave him in that situation. We'll have to know. <laughs> My trouser is napak for sure by then. <laughs> no difference of opinion in that one. Look at the divine contentment that Allah gave him. Fudail bin Iyadh. So my point is your good will come back your way. That's your best investment for the future. You want to protect yourself. You want to insulate yourself. You want to fortify yourself. Embrace a life of piety and Allah will suffice for us. It will come our way. Fudail bin Iyadh rahimahullah narrates أن رجلا خرج من بيته ومعه غزل ليبيعه ويشتري بثمنه دقيقا لأهله One person, one poor man once left his home with some yarn and wool and he intended to sell it so that he can purchase some basic flour for his family فَبَاعَهُ بِدِرْهَمٍ ثُمَّ مَضَى So he sold it for one dirham and he continued En route to go and purchase the flour فَمَرَّ بِرَجُلَيْنِ يَقْتَتِلَانِ he passed by two people that were quarreling. He asked them, what's the matter? Why are you arguing? So they said, uh, we're arguing over one dirham. He's saying it's his, I'm saying it's mine. Now this man only has one dirham. So this man then took that one dirham. He said, I am going to keep two Muslims away from fighting and arguing. Take this dirham, that's the end of the fight. I'm saying your good will come back your way. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ مَنْ أَحْسَنَ عَمَلًا إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَبْتَقِي وَيَصْبِرْ 
فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ The scholars say this ayah is the crux of the entire surah Yusuf. That person that adopts taqwa and sabr, Allah will not allow his effort to go unrewarded. The manifestation of the taqwa of Yusuf a.s. was in the incident of Zulaikha. And the manifestation of the sabr of Yusuf a.s. was with the incident of his brothers. These are two key lessons from Surah Yusuf. Adopt these two qualities and Allah's assistance will come our way. So he said, let me just ensure that they avoid an argument. Allah make us from those people that reconcile between others. And we do not stir a fight. Look, look at the other extreme, Allah protect us. Allah protect us. Some people just have the passion of arguing. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُجَادِلُ فِي اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ وَلَا هُدًا وَلَا كِتَابٍ مُنِيرٍ Just that passion of arguing, Allah protect us from that. Allah make us from amongst those that are a means of bringing reconcile amongst people. A means of bringing good amongst people. طُوبَى لِعَبْدٍ وَمِغْلَاقًا لِلشَّرِّ Some people just have that, even if you write, you tell him you write, but he's not satisfied. <laughs> In English they say, Kia, know it all. Everything Hazrat needs to express his opinion. And then the opinion is expressed in a way that we impose our view. So what am I contributing? Absolutely nothing. But I will impose my view on others that are toiling and working hard. Allah protect us. Ultra-crepidarianism. That's what they call it in English. Where you know nothing, but you're constantly passionate to express your opinion. And then you say, it's just my opinion. But they don't accept it and you become sour. That's, that's paradoxical. So if it, I don't know much, but you have to listen to me. How does it work? Allah make us from amongst those that create unity amongst others, inshallah. Whatever we can do to calm the moment and create peace between two people, by all means. If it means you must keep quiet with your wife, what you are doing, just make the intention of reward. Don't argue. They say women are so kind, they forgive you even when you, when you write. Women are so kind, they forgive you even when you write. So just avoid the argument and move away. Allah give us the understanding, inshallah. The Prophet ﷺ promised a house in Jannah. أَنَا زَعِيمٌ بِبَيْتٍ فِي رَبَضِ الْجَنَّةِ لِمَنْ تَرَكَ الْمِرَاءَ وَإِنْ كَانَ مُحِقَّةِ The narration of Abu Dawud and Tirmidhi. I guarantee a house in the outskirts of Jannah for that person who avoids arguments even if he is correct. Just to avoid an argument, Allah give us understanding inshaAllah. مَا ضَلَّ قَوْمٌ بَعْدَ هُدًا كَانُوا عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا أُوتُوا الْجَدَلِ Anyway, coming back to the incident very briefly. So this person gives that one dirham and he moves away. He comes back to his wife. He narrates the incident to his wife. So she gathered, gathered some loose things from the house and she said, go and sell this. At least we can get some food. So this man goes out with some loose odd ends from the home. No luck. No luck. He cannot find a buyer. Returning home, despondent to some extent, he passes by a man that has a fish that he wants to sell, but again, he cannot sell it. It's giving off a foul smell. 
So the man of that one dirham initially, he comes to the owner of the fish and says, "Inna ma'aka shay'an qad kasad, wa ma'ay shay'un qad kasad, fahallaka antabi'ani hadha bihadha. Listen, your item is not selling, my item is not selling, let's do a fair swap. So that man agreed. This man took the fish and he came home. He tells his wife, قومي بإصلاح هذه السمكة فإنا قد هلكنا من الجوع. Listen, clean it nicely, prepare it nicely. We are on the verge of dying because of hunger. So the wife starts cleaning the fish. فشقت جوف السمكة فإذا بلؤلؤة قد خرجت من جوفها. And as she's cleaning that fish, to her astonishment, she comes across a pearl. So she doesn't know what it is. She's a simple woman. So she calls her husband. انظر ماذا خرج شيء أصغر من بيض الدجاج وهو يقارب بيض الحمام. Can egg? It looks more like a pigeon egg. What's this? So the husband sees it. فطار عقله وحار لبه. This looks like a valuable item. This is أظنها والله لؤلؤة. This looks like a precious stone. So the wife asked him, أَتَعْرِفُ قِيمَتَهَا You know how much it's worth? He said, no, وَلَكِنِّي أَعْرِفُ مَنْ يَعْرِفُ قِيمَتَهَا I have a friend who's a jeweler, he'll be able to tell me. So he quickly goes to the jeweler, I'm cutting it short because of time. He quickly goes to the jeweler, he comes to the jeweler, he says that I have this, what's your, what's your take on it, how much is it worth? فَنَظَرَ إِلَيْهِ نَظَرًا طَوِيلًا He examined it, and then he said, لَكَ عَلَيَّ I'll give you 40,000 dirhams cash. A man that did not have food to eat, he gave that one dirham and see how Allah brought sustenance to his door. Now the difference is in our time, we want... So first Allah must send, then I'll give. First take that step to Allah and Allah is promising us, Allah will take care of us. Embrace a life of piety. Abandon a life of sin and Allah will suffice for us. This jeweler was so honest. وَإِن شِئْتَ الزِّيَادَةِ فَاذْهَبْ إِلَىٰ فُلَانِ فَإِنَّهُ يَزِيدُكَ You want some more? Probably this other jeweler can offer you a better price. Go to him. So he goes to the second jeweler. The second jeweler examines it. I'll give you 80,000. وَإِن شِئْتَ الزِّيَادَةِ فَاذْهَبْ إِلَىٰ فُلَانِ If you want a better price, go to so and so jeweler. He goes to the third jeweler. The third jeweler tells him, لَكَ عَلَيَّ مِئَةٌ وَعِشْرُونَ أَلْفًا وَلَا أَرَى أَحَدًا يَزِيدُكَ عَلَىٰ هَذَا I'll offer you 120,000. I don't think anybody is going to make you a better offer. So he settles on that price, 120,000. He had his one dirham, he gave it. How his good came back to him. How his nobility came back to him. How his sincerity came back to him. How Allah availed him and how Allah benefited him in a way that he could never perceive. So he takes it in twelve heaps and he comes home to it. فَلَمَّا وَصَلَ إِلَىٰ بَيْتِهِ إِذَا بِالْبَابِ فَقِيرٌ He sees a poor beggar by the door. So he tells the beggar, Udkhul, come inside. He welcomes him. فَقَصَّ عَلَيْهِ قِصَّتَهُ He said, you know what, I was also just as poor as you, I had nothing. Allah divinely gave me from his treasures. Listen, خُذْ نِصْفَ مَالِي I have 120,000, you take 60,000 for you. These were the people that enjoyed divine blessings from Allah. 
Today I'm afraid I cannot give an additional thousand rand to my brother when distributing their estate. How do I expect to draw from the treasure of Allah? And I knowingly and deliberately and consciously usurp the inheritance of my sister. Where will I get this from Allah? That poor man takes the 60,000 and he leaves. فَمَضَى غَيْرَ بَعِيدٍ Few moments later he returns. He says, لَسْتُ بِفَقِيرٍ وَلَا مِسْكِينٍ إِنَّمَا أَرْسَلَنِي إِلَيْكَ رَبُّكَ لِأَخْتَبِرَكَ Listen, I'm not a poor man, I'm not a beggar. Allah sent me to test you. Allah sent me to test you. Glad tidings, you have passed the test. And Allah, وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَعْطَاكَ عِشْرِينَ قِيرَاطًا وَهَذَا الَّذِي أَعْطَاكَ قِيرَاطًا وَاحِدًا وَذَخَرَ لَكَ عِنْدَهُ تِسْعَةَ عَشَرَ قِيرَاطًا Listen, on your action of giving that one dirham, Allah gave you 20 shares in reward. What you have in front of you is only one share. 19 shares have been kept reserved in akhirat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us all. May Allah give us true trust in Allah. May Allah give us the ability to abandon a life of piety. And the goodness of that piety will certainly come our way.